All right, everybody, welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, a.k.a. Kilgallen's Pub. Very excited for today's episode. As always, though, I'd like to start off by thanking you, the listener, thanking all the Patreon subscribers. Um, if you're not a Patreon subscriber, uh, please check that out. Not only will you be supporting the podcast, be supporting me and my two children and my dog, who's going to need dog surgery. I'll talk about that later. Um, I've been posting a lot on there lately, some blog-style stuff. Got a bonus, a couple bonus podcasts up there. We're doing more bonus podcasts up there, like maybe one a week. And it's got hours of stuff that I had to remove from the mainstream of the podcast for legal reasons, even. How about that shit? So there's some good stuff on the Patreon. So thank you to those who already subscribe, YouTube channel, a lot of new TikTok followers, which is really cool. Uh, so welcome. If you're checking out the podcast, I really appreciate that. Now, my guest today is he's, he's a goddamn champion. <laughs> um, I, I got to give him a proper introduction, though. He's the host of a great podcast called Legal Aliens, one of the best damn comedians in the city of Chicago, and he's got the fucking hardware to prove it now. One of the best in the country. This guy's hilarious. Uh, a good hang, too. And that's sometimes rare in stand-up comedy, unfortunately. Like, he's a dude you can hang out and talk about any subject with, which is why he's always a great podcast guest. Without further ado, let's bring on the one, the only, Abby Sanchez. What up, what dude? Up? Do that, mode. How you doing? Good. Dude, I'm good, man. Congratulations. So you won. Number one. Look, you know. <laughs> look at that. That's a cool award, man. Yeah. It's, the trophy. It's pretty the nice. It's hard to see. You need a good background to see everything, but. It's kind of like a crystal clear, uh, like, would you call it a trophy? I guess it's a trophy, right? Yeah. Paperweight at this point, but. Paperweight. <laughs> <laughs> no, so obviously, everyone won the HBO Latino comedy competition. Yes. Fool me out that way. Right? Huh? Yeah, we won it out in L.A. over the weekend. That feels good, right? Oh, dude, yeah, because I, I was in it last year and I didn't win. I should have won last year. I ain't gonna like. I was. They even told me. They told me like, man, you should have won, but they picked whatever, whatever reason. And then, uh, so this year I got to go back and I was like, all right. And it was completely different because it was a fucking basically a glorified Zoom show, which is hard to do anyway. But the way they set it up was was awesome, though. I mean, a full one eighty screen setup screens at least i think 12 or 15 feet high so it's 25 different people on each screen and everything like that so or 25 people on the screen at once they would rotate in and out so it felt like an audience and then plus the the energy of it didn't make it feel like a, a zoom show that's great yeah there was so there was nobody in the audience like no, real people no there was zero zero people only people there are production crew because la is serious about their covid they were uh they tested as soon as I got there, they tested me um, at the studio to make sure I could even go into the studio to see a quick 15-minute test. And then they tested me again the, set, the the next day before I could even go into the studio and uh, do the set. So it was it was a lot of testing. They were pretty, They had security officers there, like legit making you put your mask back on and keeping you six feet apart. It was crazy. It was a buff like security officer, dude. It was crazy. Yeah, they don't mess around. You know, I see a lot of people making posts and stuff saying like, oh, why are movies in production and TV shows in production? And they might have, you know, uh, a good beef. I'm not saying anyone who's mad about stuff out there, you have the right to be mad. But you have to also understand that they don't mess around with this stuff. Like they're serious. Whereas your little corner bar or restaurant, yeah. you're not that they're not that serious. I mean, they might try to be, but I've seen it. We've seen it. They're not nearly I, as tight as these they're, guys, definitely, they're definitely being tighter just because of the amount of money that's involved with everything so that's they, gotta, they don't want to lose anything that they can so they they're definitely tightened up even flying into la you had to take a 
you got to fill out a survey online to say that you were quarantined for 14 days, no matter what. As soon as you land, you got to go straight to quarantine for 14 days. Now, I didn't do that, but uh, they wanted me to. <laughs> well, you they can't take it away from you. Now. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm already back in Chicago, so fuck up. All right, cool. Well, let's let's talk about the process a little bit here, because I'm sure there might be some young comedians or people who are just into competitions who are like, oh, shit, what was this like? But before that, I always like to ask, because I know you are a big sports fan. I'm a diehard sports fan. When they said your name is the winner, what was the first thought in your brain? Were you kind of, did you kind of do like a fuck yeah, like in your head? Oh, hell yeah. It was right. <laughs> because Take me through. what'd you do, buddy? Because it, it, uh, it had taken so long for them to decide. Like, cause they had, um, I don't know if you know, Mark Vieira is a comic. Uh, he's in Florida now, but he's based out in, he was out in New York. He won it last year and he was the host this year and they were just making him stretch. And like while they were deciding, so I'm getting messages from everybody's like, "What the fuck? Why is this guy taking so? Why would he shut up?" I'm like, "Oh, they thought like, he was just being. They thought dead. he was just doing it. Like they thought he was just hosting, like just you know taking over right. a room." And he, I, like, they were just making him stretch. So we were back there, kind of panicking, and uh, just to wonder what the hell's going on. And then as soon as they said my name, it was definitely one of those "fuck you." Yeah, like <laughs> I, I came out here for a reason. And I, I accomplished that goal. And then after that, they I think they announced the second winner, but I didn't care about that. Like I was like, you know what? I, I won. I was the first one called. I got to say my thank yous, and it was it was pretty dope. Nice. Your dick move yeah. a little bit? Hey, you know what? I, it was it was puffy. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like a little swollen up, you know? The blood was going there. All yeah. Right. I, was, I mean, it was it was nerves. Like I after my set, I went out and I smoked. And I came back in. I wasn't even high, like because I could, like just the adrenaline was still going. I was just like, just fucking sitting there normal. And then the whole time, it's just I'm waiting for people to to finish their sets so we can get this over with. Because we had been there all day from like around twelve o'clock to whenever it finished. I was there from twelve to like ten, just doing random shit. Like it was, it was a long fucking day. Yeah, that's a stressful thing. Comedy competitions. How much time did you get to do? Only five. Only yeah, five, and like last year when I did it in New York in front of a, a, a live audience, and it was probably one of the better rooms I've ever been in in New York as far as like a comedy setup. It was fucking, it was on fire, dude. Like a, one of the like whenever you see an on fire CYSK show, it was like that where everybody was just hitting. So that with the energy was there, and then for ten minutes just hitting them, so that felt good. And then uh, this one, I thought it was going to be ten minutes again, but it turned out to be only five. So I'm like, oh, they must not have paid like for the premium Zoom or some shit. <laughs> they want to get that shit over with. Yeah, real why quick. would they? Yeah, why would they cut it? That's weird. I don't know, but for thankfully they did because it was for the way the setup was to do ten minutes in front of that. It would have been, it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have felt right. Five minutes was like the perfect amount of time because even then it would just kind of felt a little long. I only got like three or four jokes out. I think. Have you done any Zoom shows? I did. I did a parlor car. I don't know if you ever, if you would, when they were doing it, but they would do it and stream it to Twitch. So once they did that, like the only people you saw in the in the Zoom was a was the other comic. So I didn't get to see any audience members. Oh. Everybody else was just streaming it on Twitch, and then I would just randomly get like a Venmo or something like that from an audience member. But that was the only one I did, and I I did not enjoy it. Because it's strange, man. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just weird to see people just sitting like there was a dude sitting in his living room waiting, just kept looking like peeking his head into the camera, like, "Is it my turn?" No, okay, and he would just go back away. He carry on his business. I'm like, I'm trying to tell these jokes, but I can't see anybody. It's I don't know. That's why I like the setup that we did in L.A., where it was just a big wall of people. 
And like, I can literally turn, see the person there. And what they did was they, uh, if anybody was just like doing anything else, like drink or talking to somebody, they just mute them, cut them away, bring in somebody else. So they constantly rotated out of, I think a hundred people, they would rotate 25 every 45 seconds or some shit like that. So people's faces would just pop up on a wall. So it was pretty cool. That's cool. So yeah, you need a producer for that kind of thing. I mean, I remember when COVID was first really getting out of control during that first strong wave, like in April, when it was like, holy shit, this is nuts. And everybody was speculating about what the future might hold. And there were people like, hey, man, virtual comedy, this might be the thing. I remember being like, well, if it if this is the thing, I'm going to learn right. skill yeah. because fuck this. That, that felt fine, but there's nothing like a live audience. That's what like, I mean. You need it, the connection. I mean, it was... You like I got the the laughs I can hear the laughter but it sounds like laughter coming through a computer microphone <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah. it's not that that laughter that you could feel so it's like all right well that joke hit but at the same time you're not getting that that energy from the crowd or where you're like man these play, these people are buzzing that's what you want and this so that's what's missing like hopefully if I got to do a Zoom show hopefully it's something similar to what I just did but anything other than that. I'm not doing it like to sit here and just talk in my chair. Like, I don't know. Uh, yeah. And, and look to, to some of the comedians out there who've been doing them and enjoying them. Good. That's good for you. Don't let me <laughs> not liking them. Take that shit away from you. Right. Like that's fine. I just, what drew me to stand up comedy is just that live audience. And I feel it's when you have the audience in the palm of your hands and you're killing it, you dial it up a little bit. That's when you get like your best performances. You start ad-libbing, you're writing tags in the moment. Yeah. Like, I mean, just hearing somebody else's laugh, the tone of it or something like, it'll just make you like, all right, I'm going to keep getting that person. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they infect the people around them. It's, it's crazy. So there's no way to recreate that. And yeah, it's the best. That was was legit. The closest I've come to, you know, getting that but at the same time it could have just been the adrenaline from everything that's going on like finally i'm here let's do this you know oh you definitely got the adrenaline i'm talking about like regular show but from your yeah. standpoint doing a hbo competition right and that setup being what it is you're flying out to la yeah the stakes are raised to the point where you're naturally going to dial up your adrenaline yeah it was a. Uh, it was definitely it made it a lot easier it, i thought it was i didn't know what it was going to be I didn't know. I thought it was just going to be a couple TVs or something like that. And like, this was a freaking wall, a circular wall. It was pretty dope. That's cool. It's kind of does. I feel a little bad for you though, because you didn't get to like party party the way you would have in a normal year. Uh, yeah. That's the only thing is like, everyone's kind of finished and there was two people that were local. So they just like, all right, well I'm going home. <laughs> and then I was like, all right. And then back to the hotel room. And I just sat there and like, lucky there's a dispensary like two minutes from the ho- from the hotel. So I just walked over got some goodies and then just had a night to myself and just flew out the next day. That part's nice for all the potheads out there. That's a pretty yeah. sweet deal for you guys because you can smoke weed anywhere and have a good time. Yeah. You can socially distance smoke weed. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel like the alcoholics are like, I need a bar and to be slouched over and <laughs> I need to be angry at some TV or right yeah, right? around a group of people. Yeah. I need highlights on in the background that I'm barely <laughs> watching. Because part of drinking is like the people watching, right? You see someone walk up to the bar and they order a dumb drink and you whisper to your friends because a fucking douche, right? Like stuff like that. That's my favorite part of drinking is people watching. Definitely. Like, then you just watch them progressively get drunker, drunker, drunker. And it's like, oh, this is going to be great. Like, there's going to be a fight or they're going to make out or something's going to happen. It's great. It's going to fight. Well, I will change the subject real quick. Just before we started, yeah. I saw a fight on Twitter. And dude, I, I can't watch these videos of, of people fighting each other anymore. 
street fights. They uh, make me sad, dude. Some of them are kind of funny. Like if it's a guy that's like talking too much shit and then he gets blasted, cool. Right. If it's like one good solid knockout, but if it's like a drag out fight and they're like tossing and turning and one guy gets slammed in a concrete and you're like, uh right? I, I don't know. I, I'm not a fan of it. I'm also not a fan of the fucking uh the stupid pranking shit where people walk up behind somebody with a spray bottle and they like pretend to sneeze on their neck and they spray mm-hmm. them on the neck with it. I'm like, how are these people not getting their asses kicked in public? on a regular basis. Like I can't watch that shit for some reason. I just, it bothers me to no end prank people getting pranked in public. Um, I think we as a society need a timeout from the prank shows. <laughs> I know everyone loves the, uh, those dudes, um, the impractical jokers and all that kind of stuff. And I've met a couple yeah. of them really nice guys, but we need a timeout because there's so many, all these YouTube shit and Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and it's like, d- let's fucking chill. Can we just be grown ups for a couple years? I have a feeling someone's going to get shot from this. Like, <laughs> someone's going to pull the prank on the wrong person and then I'm getting really fucked up. I wouldn't doubt it. There's, I'm sure there's stories of that because there's been plenty of times where you see it in the video. The guys are, whoa, 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 I'm just fucking around. And then yeah. they're like, <laughs> and they cut away. All right. And it's like, man, you got the wrong person on the wrong day. They would probably murder that guy. I don't know. You ever see those the Tyrone videos? That guy's like, I'm oh, Tyrone. the big guy that just walks up. <laughs> you knock cigarettes out of people's hands. Yeah, those like, aren't pranks, but like, and he was huge. So he could, there was a couple times where people were like, I'm gonna fucking let's go, yeah, let's go. There's just, you get people that just don't care about the size of somebody, so they'll fuck them up. Yeah, you get some crazy little dude. I don't, I don't like fucking with those guys, man. Short guys, I, no, because like guy's a little bigger than me. My theory with short guys is if you believe you can whoop my ass, then I believe it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, if you think you can do it, I go for that it. Be, that's a motivational speaker fucking poster right there. Dude. Yeah. You believe it. And yeah, I if believe you believe it, then I believe it. I ain't going to fuck with you no more. So. No, hell no. Right, now you got to check the ears now. They got a little cauliflower ear, they'll fuck you up. Oh, man. Yeah, dude, the cauliflower really means they're a wrestler. And wrestlers yeah, will be. I, shit. <laughs> I was just yeah. I was just a dude, you know. So I wrestled freshman year and was all right. I wasn't like great. I had like I had a winning record. I was four and two, and then I did win move of the year. I double leg train, which is basically like a Goldberg spear. It was move of the year. Um <laughs> but I, I was hurt. I missed like I had a fucking ingrown toenail thing. I'd have surgery on, so I missed like six weeks of the season. And I didn't like it. I didn't like wrestling dudes, not to yeah, be always macho sure. about it. When you're like 14, 15 years old, you just like, it's like, I'd have other things I want to do right now. Like I did it because I didn't make the basketball team and I played football and baseball. And I want to do all three sports. The only awesome. like it was, but it was just so I cauliflower year is one of the reasons I quit. Cause I started to have fun and I, I, I stayed friends with a lot of people on the team, but I saw that cauliflower ear and all these other skin ringworm shit. And I'm like, yeah, because you, you don't know, like. It's very minimal clothing, and you don't know what that person's hygiene is outside of you know what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. It's very sweaty. It's gross. Yeah, like basketball, like, even when I play basketball and they want to do shirts and skins, I'm like, why? You don't know the four other dudes on your team. <laughs> like, why am I? Why do I got to battle a shirtless hairy dude? It doesn't make sense to me. Like, just, and why is it the always the most disgusting dudes with like back hair were always the first to be like, we'll be skins. It's like, yeah, because they know that's, a, that's an advantage. How are you gonna bag you know play them in a post if they're just Backing you down with their sweaty back, like all right, you can just score. I'm not touching you, dude. Sweaty back fat will always be all NBA defense first team. <laughs> you don't even want to pick and roll right away from it. You slide yeah, off, like, like, and then you ah, oh, it's so so gross. Like even like a t-shirt is still when it's wet. You're like all right, but at least it's a t-shirt. 
a t-shirt you can deal with. Yeah. yeah, with skin, it's like oh, this is dumb. Why are we doing this? We're I I can I know four of the people. I know them. I I'm fine. Yeah, I know it, it is weird. You can't remember who's who. It's pretty right. dumb. But dude, this fight I saw, and you could probably look it up on Twitter um, if you follow uh, Rex Chapman. Well, yeah, like the Rex Chapman. Yeah, the basketball player. You don't know about him on Twitter? No, I don't dude, really follow Twitter. Account's ridiculous. Is it? I have to start. I, I'm starting to mess with Twitter a little bit more just for the news, like because everything is quicker. No, no, that's the only reason I'm really on Twitter. Yeah. I, I like it for baseball stuff because you know I'm always tweeting about the Cubs and right. like breaking news and all that kind of thing. Um, otherwise, it's a lot of politics and people with bad opinions overall. <laughs> but you'll see some fun stuff on there sometimes too. Rex Chapman, yeah, the basketball player. His whole Twitter thing is he just tweets other people's content. Uh, he doesn't steal it. He gives like them credit, I guess. So he's not like that fat Jew guy from a few years ago that was just straight up stealing shit. I think it was um, a fat Jewish fat Jew sounds racist. Oh, it was the fat Jewish. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> <laughs> we know a lot of fat Jews in comedy. Yeah. I feel like I could say that. I love Jews. It's weird how like Jew sounds racist, but Jewish is fine. Well, it depends how you say Jew, though. There was an episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia once, or the way they said it, they were like, um, "Is it pointing?" <laughs> yeah, it would depend how. Yeah, it's like that Bill Burr joke where you put the F word in front of it. He, well, I don't know. They were saying one thing where it's like, I don't know if you could say Jew. He's like, "No, in that context, you could say Jew." And then later, the same like the other character was like. We're gonna show this Jew what's up. And it's like, whoa, whoa, yeah, that's a hard J. You just drop right. it. Like, you can't say like you can't say like a Jew. You know what I mean? Like that's yes, that's that's kind of fucked up. But like a Jewish person, you'd be fine. Yeah, you could say, oh, New York. That city has a, has a lot of you know, there's a lot of Jews from that city. Yeah, I feel like that didn't sound right. Anything yeah, I mean, like right. the word Jew just sounds it's too hard. It's like I think they can only only they can say it. Hey, you're probably right, man. Let me ask you this though. Oh well, real quick about the fight though. Sorry. Yeah. I do this a lot on the podcast where I'll listen to the playback. I'm like, hey, dipshit, you didn't finish what you're going to say. <laughs> the fight was between two women, and I hate watching women fight. I know there used to be the whole thing. It was like, cat fight. Ooh, you might see a tit. All but right. when you're, once you're an adult, once you're past like 17 and you're like. And you've seen tits. <laughs> and you see Exactly. Although, I, don't you get nostalgic for that time in your life where you were like, oh, I want to see boobs all the time. And then you get to be an adult, and you're like, I see boobs every day. Yeah, like yeah. They're, they've lost their luster. <laughs> just yeah, it's like, show me your personality now. That's all I care about. <laughs> yeah, we're real men. We care about personality. Yeah. Like, I want to know about her brain and your. Yeah, I want to look into her soul, not into her cleavage. Although that's <laughs> but I don't like watching women fight because they pull hair, and it's it's you know. And I'm gonna say for the sake of the visual, these were two black women fighting, uh-huh. and. I don't like that. People are too quick to share videos. I feel like of black people fighting. And I think it's racist. I don't like yes, it. I think it's definitely like, look at these motherfuckers fighting. Like, right. It, it, yeah. Cause they don't really show when they should. Um, they do show like white trash women sometimes. Walmart. It, they'll show the Walmart fights. Yeah. But there's definitely way more black people fighting videos. And than, than I see them all the time. Yeah. And it's gone beyond the whole world star thing. I think this is like just people like with cell phones. Here's, fighting and all this shit what got me about this video was the woman was clearly done and the woman getting up literally on purpose stomped her fucking passed out head <laughs> and one person commented all right that should be attempted murder right there that's fucking or at least yeah. highly aggravated assault or something and then people were like oh, fuck it. It was not shit. yeah because it wasn't a fight anymore she was down she was yeah. out and she like went up to uh, she, dude I'll, I'll send you the video 
Um, I don't <laughs> look I'm telling listeners, look it up. If you follow Rex Chapman, I think he retweeted or liked it or something. I don't want to retweet or like it. Cause I don't want to endorse that shit and keep, you know, pushing it out there. Yeah. I, uh, there was a video. Did you see the video of the, the dude in the club? That was like he was an MMA fighter and he just completely lost his shit in this guy and just was on like ground and pound in the doorway of a club. But he was so tweaked out that nobody could stop him. And the minute they tried, he tried to, he just jumped up and like scared them off. And then he went back to beating this guy. Then he decided to, uh, he choked him out. Then he decided to break both of his arms. And you can see him like lean back trying to snap this dude's arms. It's one of the most brutal fucking fight videos I've ever seen. It's some dude, some Serbian dude, like he's on the run now because yeah, he should be fucking in jail for a long ass time. To wife, yeah, he he literally tried to kill this guy. He like he knocked him out with the first punch. Is what I'm like, and they just kept going. Then he choked him. And then he started beating his ass. Like this is fucking brutal, man. And uh, ever since then, I'm like, all right, I don't really watch the fight videos. There's videos that just make me stop watching shit. I don't have to watch anymore. Like. Two girls, one cup. I'll never watch anything gross again. Like it's just. I still have never seen that. No, it. No, I avoided as as much as I could, and I still did. Luckily, it pretty much de uh, desensitized me to everything that's on the internet. There's nothing like, even though I think it, it, I think they found out that it was fake that they were just using ice cream or whatever the fuck. Uh, but still, it was still disgusting, and it was like now I can't. Like, there's nothing that disgusts me anymore because I've seen that, you know? Yeah. Now that fight video is like, I've seen the fight video, so I'm never going to watch another one again. Dude, I'm sorry. I'm laughing now. The, the two girls, one cup, they found out it was actually ice cream. Yeah, but it's still coming out of their ass. That's the problem. Uh, see, yeah. I didn't know that part. In my head, I thought, I thought, because again, I haven't seen the video. I thought someone shit in a cup and two girls shared it. Because in my brain, I'm like, if it's just ice cream, it's actually kind of a nice little moment. No, 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 no. I mean, that's what they... That's what he marketed it as. <laughs> like it's two girls, one cup, and it's shit. But come to find out that it was like a combination. There's like some like for the close-ups, it was shit, but for the zoomed out shows, it was ice cream. <laughs> like, in this video or women, uh, is it like you could see stuff coming out of the bus? Yeah, dude, it's a straight German style. <laughs> like you know how Germans don't give a fuck about anything. Like Germans, German porn is I didn't know this was German porn. Oh, I you know what? I think it is. I'm pretty sure it is. But German porn is pretty bad. Asian porn or Japanese porn is pretty bad too. They don't. Is that the one? Is Asian porn? They pixelate. They don't show dick at all. That's the Japanese ones. Yeah. Well, they some of them do, but they pixelate the dicks for whatever reason. They can't show that. But the other stuff they're doing is disgusting. (laughs) Like I'd rather see the dick than what other other shit they're doing to these people. Yeah. It's strange. (laughs) It's crazy. Japanese dudes. If I could say this without people thinking I'm being weird. They, they got terrible pubes, man. I feel like their pubes are just, it's a lot of pubes. Well, and also they're all straight. <laughs> so it's just straight hair. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. I just feel like you got to trim it up a little bit. Yeah. I don't uh, know. I don't know. I don't, I don't like pubes. I'll watch them more later and see. I'll let you know. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll report back to everybody soon. <laughs> all right, man. I do want I do want to get a little bit more um, info on the the HBO comedy com- Latino comedy competition here. How did it? How did you go about getting it? I guess you have to take us back to last year. Um, I know a lot of young comics are probably like, "How does someone go about getting to that level?" And um, yeah, what uh, somebody had shared the had seen the post and they shared it with me, and then I was like, "All right," and I just ended up just submitting. It was a free submission. Oh, cool! Together, uh, I think they wanted to make a three to four minute clip or something like that, and then just uh, submit it via Google, and then. 
that was it. And then just sit there and wait. And then, because uh, last year I remember uh, when I got the call, I was at the gym, and then uh, another comedian, Joey, Joey V. Hell yeah. He uh, he texted me. He's like, "Hey man, they're they're they're, uh, they're sending out the emails about uh, not making it, so be on the lookout for it." And I was like, "Okay." And the minute I got that text from him, I got the phone call from New York saying, "Hey, <laughs> we'd like for you to be a part of this." So I sent you a Joey uh, text back. I was like, "Hey, only you got rejected. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still in this shit." And then uh, I love Joey, and I had him on about I don't know maybe five six weeks ago now. But it is funny to be like, "Hey." Rejection emails are going out. Right. Look out for them. Like, right. And I was like, I was like, oh, okay. So I just went back to work it out. And then I see my phone call said 212. I was like, ah, oh, shit. I won. <laughs> like, I got in. And then, uh, and that was cool too. They flew me out to New York. And then it was legit just a quick one night show. And then that was it. And then this year they uh, advertised it again. And I even I reached out to them. I was like, hey, can I submit again? And they're like, yeah, go for it. And I was like, all right. So I sent in another clip. And then, I mean, it was free, so why not? Why not do it? You know? Yeah, definitely. And then then uh, I saw on Instagram that they posted that they're going to be announcing the the winners on or the finalists on like let's say this was Tuesday. They said they'd be announcing it on Friday. So I was like, all right, if I didn't get the call yet, then that means I'm I I didn't get in for the second round. And then I think th- Wednesday I got the call saying that I got in again. I was like, oh shit! All right, I got to win this time. And it's uh, gonna be tough because you didn't get like like reps, you know what I mean? Like most of the time when you know you have a big show coming up, you're going to do as many sets as possible to tighten shit up. Yeah, even uh, uh, Brian from Zanies, he was like, why don't you just take a quick flight to Atlanta? Because <laughs> I met some people in Atlanta, like maybe I could just get in and get some reps in real quick. But I'm like, I got to fly out that next Thursday. It was like, you know what? I know the material I got. And it, well, and then when I, once I found out it was five minutes, I was like, fuck, I don't know what I'm going to do. So that Thursday night when I got there is when I just like I had some edibles, I smoked some weed, and it came to me like a revelation. It was just like just do these bam 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 bam. I was like, all right, cool. I got my five minutes, and it was like all jokes that I know inside out. So like I didn't really need that prep time, and like I said, the adrenaline of being there and everything really helped out with as far as making it feel like a show where I can't fuck this up. Because if it was just me in my room, I would have fucked it up. I would have stumbled yeah. over words. It wouldn't have felt like a perform. It wouldn't have felt like me doing a set. It wouldn't feel like work if you were just in your bedroom on a Zoom. Right. Camp, yeah. You know? So uh this, too, you gotta get out of the house. Right. And that's why like I like legit, I was I was impressing myself. Like I did it with no prep time because there was another contestant that was there from Miami and he had never they never stopped shut they never shut down. So he was doing shows constantly and they can do shows outside all the time anyway. Yeah. But he was doing patio shows, he was still working. So for me to do that, I was just like, all right, because when's the last time we had shows in Chicago? the end of halloween halloween weekend right yeah i think halloween weekend when they shut everything down a couple days before halloween i think i did that thursday right before halloween and then that's the last time i did a show a set so it's just a huge difference but you're right man i think it was the whole you're just adrenaline you're being ready yeah and i don't think a lot of people realize this i know i struggle with this whenever i've had like to do these five minute things the stress isn't the five minutes obviously we could do fucking an hour us right yeah it's which five minutes do you choose of all your material and then you want it to flow you know but you also want to showcase one of your best jokes but one of your best jokes might not fit in a five minute set because it takes time for the audience to know you and there's a little build up right like you can't come out too hard and then the other thing i tell everybody is like the main thing in comedy is building your time 
So yeah. all you're doing is like you have a bit that you started out maybe been might have been one minute, but now the meat of it is at the three and four minute mark. So it's like, how do I get there without just only doing one topic for the whole show or for the whole set? And then so now I just whittled down whatever I could. I did, I think I did like I had three jokes in there, uh, three different things. So it was like, all right, I can do this little chunk that takes two and a half minutes. This next bit takes one minute. And this other one, I'm definitely going over on time, but I'm finishing the fucking thought because I did go over. I think I did probably did six minutes, but sure. They didn't care about one minute over. No, I even asked him, I was like, what do you feel about us going over? And he's like, just finish the thought. And I was like, all right, cool. As long as you give me that, I'm finishing the fucking thought. So was there any language restrictions at all? No. They're just like, just do you. Because what they were looking for, they weren't looking for audience reaction because they understood how everything was. But they were looking for like presence and like your ability to tell the joke and like if it can be good on TV for whatever reason. Did so, you talk to any HBO executives? Are they going to put you on an episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm? No. Nah, well, what happens after this is uh, winning this thing, you get your own uh, HBO special, like a 30 minute special on oh, HBO. Fuck yeah, it, dude. They got a they got a special their thing called Entrenos is like uh and like we're coming in and it's uh I I don't know last year they did it with the two winners so I think they both got fifteen or twenty minute sets on their own little special that they can advertise so I don't know if they're gonna do that again or if they're just gonna give me a half hour and give the other winner a half hour that's great dude congrats man yeah so I mean that's the part I'm looking forward to is I'm hoping next if they do it it's somewhere that's open <laughs> somewhere like they. It probably won't be till the summer, till next summer or something like that. But that's gonna be great f- footage, though, man. That's gonna. Oh look yeah, I know. Like, house, HBO. Do you need a clip? Watch that HBO special. I'll give you my HBO password. Yeah. <laughs> go in there. And watch. That's what. That'll be my clip. Just subscribe. Here's my HBO info. Just go to that page and watch me. Yeah, I love the other shit like that. When someone asks you a question, you can be like, um, "I remember one time I did a show, and this is so stupid, but I was really." maybe a couple of years into comedy, but for some reason I got like a write up from some show I did, I think in might've been the tribune or time out Chicago. One of those mm-hmm. can't remember now, but I remember that day being all pumped up. Cause I'm like, Oh, this is like my first big write up. And it, and it said I killed and stuff. And then that night I was doing some show and the normal producer wasn't there. Like the person who booked me. So they had the host who didn't really know people. I think it was like a suburban comic. Yeah. Who, haven't heard of since and they were like hey um they said you're going last um can you can you do 15 and in my brain i'm like why don't you pick up a fucking paper guy can i do 15 you know who the fuck i am like someone's like uh, do you have a clip yeah hbo yeah oh, do you need the link or is the hbo not enough like well, now every time i say he's like oh if i'm talking to my girl i was like look as America's top Latino comic, <laughs> i think you should do the dishes today you know what I'm saying? It's like, everything i do is like uh even my friend, I told my friend, I was like, man, I got voted top Latino comic in the country just being fucking around. He's like, is that what that means? Like, he's like, I thought it was like boxing rankings. Like HBO has theirs and the Telemundo has theirs. <laughs> like some WBO type shit. I was like, no, I think I'm number one in the country. There you got. No, that's the way you got to say it. Yeah. Like I'm next just, time you got to say to your next time you and your girl are you know having some fun. Right. You be like, um, listen, <laughs> HBO champions don't, we're not on top. Okay. No, no, you're no, on I'm going to put the thing on my chest and just let her look at like handle well, it dude that's awesome man and congratulations and when all the restrictions are everyone's vaccinated we could go out and party when, when's the big puerto rican parade day uh it's in june like the second week of june all right we're gonna take that trophy around chicago like it's the stanley cup okay let's do it 
All right, slightly changing topics, but All not right. really. I was thinking about this because it's the HBO Latino comedy competition that you just won. What are your thoughts on the term Latinx? If it if it makes you feel better about yourself, fucking go for it. Like for me, I grew up growing up, I was Hispanic. <laughs> and then I got to out of high school, and then all of a sudden now we're Latinos. So you yeah, know what I'm saying? Hispanic change. I still say Hispanic. No one gives me shit for it, but I, I I've sensed a couple times that eh, it's it's not just, I, I don't know when exactly it changed. I think it might just be my generation. Like after our parents who were all Hispanic, and then we came up like decided Latin America. And then now we're Latinos. And then the Latinx just came just based off of not trying to, uh, what's the word? Gender thing or whatever? Yeah, it's like a gender thing. Like, it's just, it covers things. So I remember I did a show in a college at, uh, I think it was Columbia for like a, a Latino fraternity or a group or something like that. And it was the first time I had seen Latinx. Because like these college kids were all about it. But I was like, how do you print? Is it Latinx? What is it? And I was just... And then I was just trying to play off it, but I'm like, they were just staring at me like, don't fuck with that. No, don't, you know, like they're very wokey the bear. So don't, uh, don't <laughs> fucking, uh, like, you know what I'm saying? Only you can prevent gender misidentification. I was like, all right, fuck it. But the thing about the Latino is that it's just the way the language is, though. So, yeah, I mean. We have masculine and feminine forms of, of every word, depending on the group you're talking to. It's so that, like, if you're talking to a group of mixed people, you go with the masculine form. So it's always with the O or something like that. Or if you're talking to a group of women, then it'd be Latina. But if you're talking to a group of everybody, it's Latino. I thought it was everybody. Why not just say Latin? I, I don't. I don't know. Latin, Latino, yeah, yeah, you Latino. could say yeah, I'm Latin, but I guess Latino just you're adding the Spanish to it. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I was just curious because after the election, there was a congressman. I want to say that as a democrat too and was like listen this latinx stuff this is mostly white people shit like <laughs> everyone i know we're all no, latino a, we don't need latinx okay it's that's all, you guys it's all the younger latinos like they're all about the latinx type thing it's like just how they like now it's everyone's poc or a bipoc you know what i'm saying like they just they kind of just started identifying themselves and they want to be in control of it so fuck it if that's what you want me to call you and it makes you feel better, I'm not going to fight you on it. But when I go home, I'm going to completely forget what that, <laughs> like, yeah. what you wanted to be called until I see you again. Like, I'm not going to go home and talk to my mom. Like, man, you know, we're Latinx. <laughs> She's like, what the fuck are you talking about? We're Puerto Rican. Yeah, you're not going to. Well, that's what I kind of think. I want both sides. I like your rationale behind it. Hey, if that's what you want to be called, I'll call you that. Cool. Whatever you want. Whatever right. makes you happy. Great. But know that I'm not my mother, who's however old. I don't, I know your mother's age. I'm not going right. to um, I'm not going to be like, Hey, my, yeah, I think that's what people need to understand though. That's what bothers me about society as a whole right now. And it's not even this issue. It's a million other issues. It's there's an older baby boomer generation. It's like, no, fuck that. We've always done it this way. Right. And then there's this younger generation where they're like, it's the new way. Both sides are equally stubborn. I think both yeah. sides need to be like, all right, if that's what you want, cool, but don't get up my ass. When I don't want that for what me and my like folks kind of. And I think that's how life should just be in general. Like you have your thing. I have my thing. We can get together and we don't bother each other while we're together. And that's fine. Like, cause how often are we going to be dealing? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like how often are we actually dealing with somebody who wants to be called a Latinx when I, I don't hang out with that group. Like I don't hang out with the younger Latinos that are wanting to be called Latinx. 
Rarely. Oh, my you're guys right. are, um, everyone I know is my age. So it's not like it wouldn't say you would say you're a white guy, but you're not going to be like, oh, I'm a cisgendered male. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> or oh, yeah. like, but someone else younger than you, probably like, oh, you cisgendered straight. You know what I'm saying? There's bullshit like that. That, but like I said, whatever floats your boat, as long as you're happy, just leave me out. No, hell yeah, man. Hell yeah. I'm, uh, as long as you don't try to force it down my throat, because if I do it, I'm not purposely, I'm not purposely being a dick. It's yeah. like if someone, someone's changed their pronoun and I still call them she, I'm not doing it on purpose. Like when I met you, <laughs> yeah, you were a her or you're she. So it was like, I, you got to give me time to fucking catch up. And then eventually like, I start seeing you more often. Like, oh, they're they. I'm like, all right, cool. And pretty much everyone I know that goes by they, them, they understand that. Yeah. They will always say, yeah, I get it. It's going to take a little time. I think they only get upset or offended rather when someone's doing it on purpose. on purpose. Exactly. And I think they really only deal with, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to speak for them, but I see it most on like Twitter where someone will say, these are my new pronouns. I'm they, them. Yeah. And there'll be some dickhead who's like, ah, oh, fuck you. Or, or mom and dad must be real proud. They're little girls and what, you know, right. And be, they would never say no that in real life. They would never say that to that person in their face in real life. Like, yeah, like fucking dick. Like I had a, a comic, uh, Jake Knoll, used to be Shannon Knoll. And she, when I met her, she was a she. And when I was hosting a show and she came up or they came up to me. He's like, hey, my pronouns are they, them. And I'm like, I'm not going to remember that. I'm going to fuck it up. So I'm just going to say, give it up for my friend, <laughs> Shannon Knoll. Because you're still going by, or it was, they were still going by Shannon at the time. I was like, I'll fuck up the pronoun, but I'm, you know, I'm going to, I'll, I'll cover it in a way where I'm just going to say you're my friend. It's a lot easier than me trying to remember because if I try to remember and try to do it on purpose, I'm going to fuck it up and just go back to what I know. I got to talk to you, uh, uh, Jake. I'm going to hit up uh, Jake because I want to know if Jake finds it funny. There's some, So, you know, Ellen Page is now Elliot Page. Right. Uh, the actor, everyone. And I saw these. They made me laugh so hard. These videos on um, like Instagram and Twitter where it was like, Elliot Page coming into the party, and it was that video of the North Carolina coach walking into the locker room, and all the dudes, like, you know, and it's like all these people like saying like, "Hey, Elliot, welcome to the party, bro." And it's like high five, and like, "Dude, you're a dude. We're dudes. Our dudes yeah. are the best." You know, isn't it awesome being a guy? And like, it it made me laugh, and I because it's good natured. I feel like none of it was like no one was yeah. being an asshole. It was more like, "Hey, you're a dude now. Fuck yeah, bud." Like you right. know, honestly, I think that's how it should be. Like, if you have a relationship with that person, let's be playful with them about it. As long, oh, yeah. as long as you're not malicious, it's the people that are out there that are fucking malicious about it. It's like, why? Why does it bother you so much that this person wants to be what they want to be? Like, it has no effect on your life. I zero effect. It really does bother me when um, people are against transgender people because, again, it's, it doesn't, and it may, it does make sense to have, like, I've read and heard about medical cases. This is part of a joke I have now, so I feel like a hack right now, but, um, there's been medical cases where organs have been on the outside of the body, like at birth. Yeah. So the concept of a female brain being born in a male body isn't insane to me at all, really. Because, yeah. I mean, even growing up as kids, there was a dude that I knew, we knew, he was fucking eight years old. They're going to be gay. Like, oh, yeah, you <laughs> it's a matter you know. of time you know. before they come out. And it's yeah. like, so you can't tell me that people aren't born that way. Because I can't imagine at eight, he picked up all these traits that we all saw as, 
what back in the day we called as a gay trait, like just the voice of his tone of his voice and his laugh and all these banyanisms was like, no, he's definitely going to be gay. And it's like, all right, fuck it, whatever. He doesn't, doesn't affect me in any way. Yeah, totally. So, like, that's why when people say like, it's a choice, I'm like, there's no way that's a fucking choice. Like, Oh no. Yeah. It's, like, it, it's, it's fucking weird. Like maybe that's the yeah. choice than being straight is a choice. Do you remember when you chose to be straight, Abby? Yeah. Remember that? Day? Yeah, like, I do. <laughs> I, I remember the I remember when I knew I liked women. Actually, I think I was seven. I was playing t-ball, Porridge Park. I was in a league, and um, this kid Henry, I believe his name was, was sitting next to me. And I do remember him not being very good, but he was sitting next to me. Like he sucked. This kid couldn't catch. His name was Henry. It wasn't Hank. Like if he was he's Hank, not, he'd be great at baseball. Hanks are great at baseball. Yeah. You're right. So Henry's next to me and his mom came up and she's like, Henry, do you need like a juice box or anything? And I turned and, you know, she's bent down talking because we're on a bench <laughs> and it was cleavage city, dude, dude, <laughs> mom had some tits, dude, it was awful. And I remember looking at them and my, I literally, like my little seven year old voice said, nice. Yeah. I said like, nice. And I looked at him and she's like, yeah. And it was the kind of cleavage where she's bent so low that you could see like the bra in the middle. The yeah. middle part. Oh, okay. Like yeah, it's deep cleavage, right? The camera you could just you could lose an arm in there, you know. And um, I I just I remember in that moment being like, I like that. I don't I don't know why yet, but I know I, I like say, it. Yeah, I think for me in the first grade, it's got to be around the tits, bro. Because I remember my first grade teacher was like this big black lady, like, but she had big black lady tits, and it's like I just remember looking like, damn, those are some nice ass big titties. And I was like, I'm yeah. six, like, what am I doing right now? Like, that would have been funny if when you were six, you were like. Those are some really nice big black lady titties. You <laughs> 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 knew the variety of different women's. Yeah. But yeah, dude, honestly, though, everyone talks about being ass people nowadays. Everyone's like, the ass is so big. Women are doing squats now. White women have big dude, butts. Now. Listen, got- at the gym for women and gay dudes, every day is leg day. They don't, <laughs> I'll go to the, I've been going to the gym every day and all I see are women are they're only doing squats, they're only doing things same thing with the gay guys, they're just doing stair masters, like they don't work out any upper body, and then all the straight dudes are all working out upper body. Like it's fucking hilarious. Yeah, because straight dudes all want Thor arms. You know what I mean? I do curls yeah. thinking, like, man, I want to be the god of thunder. But like women all watch the videos now and they know what's in. This is what's in. Um, and they want like, you know, the fucking those big thighs and like the you know, big asses and stuff like that. Not, Firm asses, really, because it's got to have shape. You just want, you don't want big for the sake of big. You got to have some mad, good I'm shape. not mad at it. Like, <laughs> oh, I'm, but I'm, as long as, see, I appreciate the fact that they're working out to get it as opposed to like getting surgery and just having the shit that looks all goofy and lopsided. Like, your thighs don't match your butt. Like, <laughs> there's got to be something. Oh, yeah, that, that is a weird look when you see that. Yeah. But you know, man, why would they? I, I kind of get it. Like, why would they do any upper body? Because you know who cares about women's arms? Women. If they're doing it, like, look, ladies, obviously don't work out for us. Work out for yourself because you want to be healthy and you want to feel better and all that kind of stuff. But it is true. If you are one of those people who's like, I want to be an Instagram model or something, and you're working out for the sake of getting that type of body, no guy, I've never heard a guy ever say she's got nice arms. I've heard women be like, I want Madonna's arm. She's got nice arms. I want Madonna's guy cares. That's true. You're right. I don't. I've never complimented a woman's arms. Once. Every guy, all they care about is that they want that bowling ball, that pin forearm, and the bicep. I always say the curls for the girls, the tries for the guys. <laughs> Good shit, dude. All right, man. Let me. Um. Yeah, man. You make some really good points about like. I definitely think I'm hoping because I'm curious about what like this post pandemic 
society is going to look like. There are some things I'm seeing that is encouraging and other things where I'm just like, are we getting worse? Are we getting further apart? Um, because yeah, there are differences and, and things are changing. And I think you, we should be like, like listening to be like, all right, cool. Yeah, that makes sense. All right. I'll, I'll change with that. And then other things where it's like, all right, just you're, this is for you. You, no one was offended by that. And you're doing this just for what, to pat yourself on the back, to make you feel, to make up for your own guilt. I think, uh, I think the problem is that we're all in our own little bubbles. Yes. So we're, and we, we're just in the social media bubble, like where we're just constantly, that's the only contact we have with other people. Whereas now, if we could just go outside and see other people, we'd start getting, it wouldn't bother us as much. But now that we can sit there and just think about it and think about the other people that fucking bother us or the things that bother me for whatever reason, it's going to fuck people's brains up. And I think this is like, if we don't get it soon, people are going to go so far in one direction. It's going to, it's going to be hard to bounce back from. Cause you even see it with the Trump supporters and the fucking people like Democrats and Republicans, like everyone just kind of went really fucking far from where like and i think most of the people are in the middle yeah the streamers that, that really branched out but i think a lot of started people like that gap in the middle got like a little more wider you know where people are mixed in because they were at home all day they're reading the things that they that social media is geared towards them so they're affirming themselves so it's kind of fucking people's brains up that they're not getting exposed to other shit yeah, I mean, there's just so many ways, too, that people just don't articulate their positions very well. And, you know, I mean, I, I've got my main big issues where I'm like, yeah, I want us, I want everyone to have health care in America. I think that's a, a, be a great thing. Every major country has it. Yeah. It's insane that we don't. There'd be so many benefits in, in so many different ways that help society as a whole. You wouldn't be married to some bullshit job that you don't like because you have to stick with it because you're afraid of losing health insurance and all that kind of stuff. Um, like that's an issue that I feel like the majority, I think they've polled like where it's like almost 70% of Americans want it. But then sadly, that same 70%, you get another 30% of those people who are like, yeah, I want that. But the people who'd make that happen might take away one of my bullets. Right. I want to have a hundred bullets. They think I can only have 99. And for that, fuck you. Like, you know, that's, that's the problem. I think we need like there's no compromise. There's no compromise, but there's which like some things I, I don't think you need a compromise on that. Give us the fucking healthcare. But in the same regard, you have to understand that there's, there's just dumb politicians in a lot of ways. Like I like Bernie a lot, but he tried to pass like a defense bill three weeks before the election where it's like, listen, you're not going to get people to cut defense three weeks before an election because everyone's gonna be like, this guy's a pussy. He doesn't think soldiers should have helmets. Like that's just a commercial they're going to run. And I don't think Bernie's wrong for believing that we should cut defense we spend way more than we should but like timing dude like there's yeah, and like yeah, just, you know there's just don't certain, say that publicly until after you've won <laughs> then yeah, that's you know. what i mean like, you know it's like some of these dudes just don't know how to lie you gotta know how to lie you gotta know how to be a politician and that's yeah i mean and that was just one example there's a lot of other stupid stuff like that and it's become clear that the republican party is simply and if you're a Republican listening and you're like one of those Republicans who's like, just keep my taxes low. All right. I could have a conversation with you. I think there's some the shit is, that you're you kind of. Ignoring, but. You can have conversations with everybody, but as long as it's face to face, because in someone's face, you're not going to be as aggressive. You're not going to be so more like you're, you're not going to hold on to your pen. You'll listen to somebody. You can see the, I can see the pain in your face when you talk to me that you don't have health care. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you can see you can as long as you're not a sociopath and you have some empathy, you can you can gauge somebody else's point. You're never gonna get that from a Twitter or a 
Facebook status that you just read and you put your tone into their thoughts. So now their tone is them bitching at you <laughs> when they just meant like, hey, I just want to, you know, go to the hospital for a broken arm and I have it cost me $10,000. Yeah, you know what? You're right, man, because I've had conversations face to face with people where I've gotten them to change their mind about yeah. Medicare for all, universal health care, whatever you want to label it, because their whole thing was like, well, the government can't run shit. The VA's a mess and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, you know, when you explain that's we could get to that, but it's yeah. still the idea that I've run, a, I've come across people where they they like fell off their bike and their bone was sticking out of their shin or whatever. And they're like, don't call an ambulance. I don't have health insurance. Yeah. Well, shit, I gotta, block where I'll crawl there. I got an ambulance ride one time and it was uh, some drunk, dumb shit that I did. And they put me in an ambulance. And when I got the bill, just the ride in the ambulance alone at the time was $3,000. And it was Crazy. like from and the hospital was two, three blocks away. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't like they had to rush me in a helicopter or anything like that. It was a fucking ride. I was I didn't need any medication. I was just drunk and they put me in there. But um, luckily I had insurance. So I just rolled it off as like emergency room visit and they just paid my copay. But if I didn't have insurance, I'd still be paying that three thousand dollars off right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no, it's a nightmare, man. And that's why. um if you could, there's just got to be like better ways to sell it to the people. The problem is though, it's, it's the lobbyists too. We have pharmaceutical companies who just won't allow that to happen. Someone shared a picture of high speed rail and, and that would be amazing if in America you could go to freaking, you know, LA to Vegas in 45 minutes or even yeah. Chicago and go to freaking Milwaukee in 20 minutes or go to, you know, Detroit in an hour and go like, you know, be, all the jobs that that would create <laughs> building so many jobs would yeah. probably increase populations of certain places. The, the number one thing that's always been a huge economic stimulus is infrastructure spending. But we've gotten to the point now where um, major corporate interests control, like you think the airlines want high speed rail? No, no. Right. We know they're not good at saving money because anytime there's a bad month, we have to bail them out. Oh, there was a lot of rain this month, so no one traveled. Please save us. Reunited. It's like, didn't you motherfuckers make any money? Dude, they don't put any money aside. And if they do, it's to buy politicians so they could keep getting money anytime, you know, a fucking stewardess, uh, you know, har harasses someone or, or, or yanks a guy out of his fucking seat. And we can't, I don't know. It just shit pisses me the fuck <laughs> off, dude. I think, do I, I do think bailing out the airline was like, that's not the only mode of travel. Like, you, you can put money in other places like, yeah, flying is convenient, but if I just want to go to like fucking Cleveland, <laughs> why can't I take a 30 minute train? You know what I'm saying? Like, I know it's embarrassing though, dude. I think about Japan, they've got trains that run on fucking magnets. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And they're high speed as fast as fuck. I, and I feel like Japan is just like a future country that they're just trying shit out and, and we'll finally get it. 10, 15 years later on, like if there's a pothole in Japan, they work 24 hours throughout to fix the fucking road. And like here in Chicago, it, you can't do shit. I'm like, why are these people not working on the expressway? Honestly, night, man, just fucking do it. I don't understand. I know, dude, Japan is so efficient at so many of their things. And if it wasn't for their God awful porn, they'd be the best country on the planet. <laughs> so we call callback in the industry kids. If their pubes weren't disgusting. Yeah, then gross ass pubes, man. <laughs> so when do you think we're gonna get the vaccine? Me guys like me and you, what March, February, April? Uh, I don't think I probably in the summer. I don't know. Depending on how quick, huh? 
You gonna take it? I don't know. I had COVID, so like, do I have oh, any? You had it? I didn't know you had it. Yeah, I had it. Uh, actually, the end of the beginning of November. Oh shit! Man. I had it. So let's say I woke up You're on a little outbreak that happened. Then, huh? Yeah? You were part of that little outbreak that happened. Then, huh? No, wait. <laughs> it was a little <laughs> outbreak amongst a bunch of comedians. Oh no, I was I was after that. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, I woke up on a Wednesday and I felt like I had a toothache, but that means like my sinuses are fucked up because they mm-hmm. happened. But it, the week before, the weather it was like sixty degrees and then it just changed on me. So I was out there smoking a joint and like the cold air, wet air, and like the cigarette, uh, the smoking all that shit. And then, uh, so I thought it was just a regular toothache, and then I started getting chills and muscle aches, and then I couldn't smell anything, and I was like, oh okay. So I took a test, I got it back, said I was positive for COVID, but it lasted maybe about a week and it was no worse than a, a cold. Yeah. Like I never had a stuffy nose. I never had anything like that. I didn't, I, if so I you could taste and smell now. Yeah. I, what I would do is I'd wake up every day and I'd crack a jar of uh, vinegar. And if I could smell it, then I knew I was getting over it, but it was about three, four days where I couldn't smell shit. I was getting drunk like crazy. Cause it, like I, you couldn't taste alcohol. So I was just putting it down. It just tastes like water. It was fucking great. <laughs> Like food. Well, you, you got lucky, man. You got a good. Um, I got the. I got a good strain. You got a good strain or good immune system. I, I've known some people who had it, and they were like, "Oh, it wasn't too bad." But I know some people who are like, "I can't." It's been three months, and I can't smell shit still. And it's yeah, like, I know. Uh, I know somebody else that had it, and they were like, two weeks. They had still had the symptoms of like uh, the chills and the muscle aches, and I was like, my shit was pretty much gone. The muscle aches and the chills was gone like two days after you know it ran its course, and then I was. I was fine. It's just I just had to stay in the house and not doing nothing because I didn't want to go out and fucking expose anybody. Yeah, it's interesting though. I mean, I know a couple of people who got it where I'm like, oh, they're gonna die because I think they're weak. You know what I mean? <laughs> but then they were fine. And then other people who I'm like, oh, they'll be great. And it's like, oh shit, they're in bad shape. So it's one of those you don't really know. I don't know. Anyway, the vaccine stuff is is funny to me. Not funny. The one funny part is all the memes are like. Here's what's gonna happen to the first person who takes it, and they're funny. <laughs> but then it's like you know people have take, taken it already. That how do you think they found out it works? You fucking idiots! Right. Well, I think people were part of the testing group. You know, I'm pretty sure my friend was part of the testing group because they, they gave him some money and they injected him with something, and he was like deathly ill for one day, and then he got over it the next day. Like he was fine the next day. But he was like, I definitely had COVID. Like, whatever they injected me with, whatever that $1,500. <laughs> he was like, just fucking, he was dead for a day. It was crazy. Dude, how bad is your friend in money where he's just like, sure, stab me with something for $1,500? I think he was, like, I, he was, he's just one of those guys just like, fuck it. Like, you're going to give me money? I'll, I'll do it. We'll see what happens. Well, if I would have known if they'd have been like, this is the COVID, we're testing vaccines, they'd be like, oh, yeah, all right. Well, yeah. I think it might have been one of those, like, you're, you're getting the vaccine or you're getting a placebo I think he was counting on the fact he might have been getting a placebo, and I think they actually gave him the vaccine. Uh, okay. But, uh, All right. Well, I'm going to encourage my listeners. I've done research. Um, I've got family that's in the medical uh, community, and um, it, it seems to be very safe. Um, so don't be afraid of it. <laughs> it's not the microchip from the fucking government. By the way, I like how people still say microchips. Like, that's the newest technology. <laughs> Remember when microchips was like the biggest thing in every movie? It was like a villain just wanted a microchip. Even fucking The Departed was about microchips. Microprocessors. Like, microprocessors. But yeah. uh, uh, well, I forgot. And that was 2006, by the way. I felt like I had to check. For some reason, I thought The Departed was like 2012. It came out in 2006. 
It's a great fucking movie. I watch. I, I watch it at least once a year or once a season. I like the elevator scene at the end when he gets out of the elevator and the dude just fucking like doors open pop, and it was like oh, the first time you saw that that was like holy shit yeah <laughs> you know spoiler everyone I say wow. after we ruined it if you haven't seen it by now fuck off it's right it, it, it won Academy Awards and all types yeah. of shit. I don't know but um I forgot what the fuck I was gonna say about it oh I'm oh, sorry man no the, the, I was watching the news yesterday and there was like a, a black news anchor and she was like hey she was talking to a nurse she's like. We know that the black and Latino communities are some of the biggest, hardest hit. But like, how do you convince black people to get a shot from the government, <laughs> knowing our history with treatment from the government? The, the nurse was just like, I don't know how to answer this question. Like, <laughs> it was I'm like, a I'm not a fucking psychologist. What do you want me to do? Yeah. And the lady was just like, and even the mayor had to get on TV and like, she told us like, look, it's fine. It's safe. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I don't know. I didn't realize that there was two different companies working on two different vaccines. Like, Oh, I mean, they're all kind of not all of them, but because Pfizer got a lot of their money. It was a German guy in Germany who came up with it, and they got the, they got money from the government later on. But they went, they had already like figured it out, yeah. not figured it out, but was already working towards it and doing shit that was a little different. And and look, there's strains of the stuff that they were working off of before. Um, it doesn't seem a little fast. Like, yeah, I kind I kind of thought it'd be like maybe they would have figured it out by April. So like a little like thirteen months after the first lockdown, but they've known about it since you know in well, Europe they hit Europe in December and January and February, but didn't come here till March or April really, or hit it hard I should say. What somebody had told me was that the testing and all that other and the testing and the development and all that shit followed the regular time frame of vaccines. The only thing that was sped up was the bureaucratic side where they just like pushed it through faster than that's true. Would. So, because who knows how long a vaccine actually takes to get out onto the market. But I feel like with this one, they just wanted it. Like, as soon as Biden won, they're like, <laughs> they hit the switch. And I'm like, let's go to the fucking, let's fucking speed this up. Yeah. I mean, if it, if this came out a week before the election, maybe they would have helped Trump a little bit. <laughs> Trump has to be pissed. That was the part that fucking just probably pissed him off the most. It's like, you couldn't wait. You couldn't do well, this. The science community hates him. So if they did this on purpose, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. But usually big pharmaceutical companies are cool with people like him because he deregulates. Well, actually, he uh, he he made them cut their prices. He he signed that one bill that every, like, diabetic medicine, all this stuff had to start coming down. And I'm pretty sure they were pissed off about that. So well, that's good. Yeah. Well, I mean, well, in Europe and Canada, it's fucking free. We pay the highest for everything, dude. I know, dude. It's fucking it's insane. Great. There's a trend on, on I've gotten really into TikTok, by the way, which, by the way, if you're a comedian, you should be posting on TikTok. Obviously. And also, Country, let's stop saying America's the richest country in the world because that's why we get charged for everything. I think so <laughs> too. You know, somebody's got money, you charge them extra for it, and that's I think that's what's happening to us, dude. I so the the, the trend in TikTok was like name something like American, um, that we just accept but like isn't a thing in the rest of the world or something like that. Like, it's one person says it and then yeah. people react to it. Overdraft fees apparently aren't really a thing anywhere else. That's like American as fuck to be like, oh, you're poor and you fucked up and you took up money yeah. to have. Well, now we're going to charge you more money for it. That doesn't happen anywhere else. Right. Like, so you thought you had 40, you only had 38, but now we're going to charge you 35. <laughs> and so then now you, owe with, you owe us 37. It was like, what the fuck? Why? <sighs> Shit Man. like that and other stuff about like drug prices. Like, this one person was listing off like, this costs 50 bucks here. It costs $3 here. This costs $40 here. It costs 
eight bucks, just fucking the country right north of us, eight dollars there. Like, and it's it's fucking it's nuts again because it's just it's it all goes back to our goddamn system. It's a bad system. It yeah. was a great. I think at one point, like a constitutional republic, which is what we are, instead of like a true democracy or whatever, was probably a really good idea. But that ex, that the expiration date on that shit is over. And there was probably at most seven hundred people in the country when they wrote that thing. <laughs> I know, right? Well, even Jefferson, though, Jefferson, um, piece of shit of a person, obviously, but he had some really good ideas as far as like how to run a government, but no one listened to him after they died. Um, right. Thomas Jefferson believed there should be a constitutional Republic every 20 years, meaning we should get together and rewrite this thing because he said, what's good for the country today probably won't be good for the country 20 years from now. He right. said that. And like, and even like, we never listened to these guys on their way out the door. I think it was one of the last things Jefferson said, or maybe it was something said in passing Eisenhower famously, his farewell address was like, Hey, this idea of having military bases all around the world and this constant being at war constantly, that's a fucking horrible thing. And I was a general. We yeah. should really fucking ease up on this military industrial complex because it's fucked up. <laughs> I mean, I'm paraphrasing, obviously. If you would have said it like that, though, we maybe would have remembered the speech. People would have been like, yeah, it's literally like one of those things when you're trying to get a point off, point off and someone's pushing you out the door. And you're like, but, but no, no, no. okay, well, we got it. Don't worry about it. We'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, like, we'll, hear, we'll hear you up tomorrow, man. All right, dude, let's uh, let's switch gears here, man. I want to end up in ending um, the podcast on a couple fun segments. Uh, number one, I'm going to find out your pub favorites, your favorite bar things here. Um, right. uh, if you could do one shot for the rest of your life, what's that shot going to be? Uh... Tough one, would be huh? a shot of Jameson. Mine too, my man. Jameson's a popular one. Because it, it it keeps me honest as a shot. I don't go too overboard because it like, like it doesn't taste too good, doesn't taste too bad. It's a good, like a good whiskey shot is I enjoy that. Me too. It's a nice punch. It gives yeah. you a quick punch. Right. And it doesn't knock you out. It's like a little jab to the face. Like, hey. <laughs> I was even gonna equate it to Jameson. Is your buddy who comes up to you and gives you like a punch on the shoulder, going, "Hey, buddy, I haven't seen you in a while." Like, yeah. <laughs> and, and then like, they leave. Right, yeah, it's cool. And if you felt it, like, all right, yeah, it's a little bit of a dick move, but you know, you're not mad. And then they come back through because you know it's a crowded bar. Yeah. And then they give you another little punch. And you're like, all right, all right, you know. And then after too many, you're fucking fighting. You know. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's it's exactly. Like, it's like you got a fucking problem, bro. We got to handle this right now. Definitely. All right. If you could drink one beer the rest of your life, what would it be? It would be Matilda by Goose Island. I forget that you're a craft beer fan. I, Matilda's pretty good, though. I like it. I'm not a it, big craft beer guy, but I do like Matilda. Hands on, one of the smoothest beers you can drink, I think. Like, it's got a good enough alcohol content. And it, because, uh, like, a light beer, I don't know what it is. It has that real beer taste. It's like, I don't know. It's, it's, just, it's weird to me. But, like, this Matilda is nice and smooth. And I fucking, I can enjoy that. For a long nice. Time. What was the name of that one beer you used to get at that bar, Sutherland's? Uh, Golden Monkey. Golden Monkey. Yeah, I I I, I like the name. It's a fun name. Golden Monkey. That one will fuck you up too. And they give them a six pack, so you nice and ripped by the end of the night. Yeah, I think it's like nine percent alcohol by volume too. That's a good one. Yeah. All right. Your favorite cocktail, mixed drink. Uh, shit. I just go vodka soda, man. I keep it simple. Nice. I don't, uh, it's easy to order <laughs> and I guess legit I'm hydrated after it. Like I don't get, I don't get hangovers. I'm drinking water or I'm drinking. I just don't like soda water. That's my thing. 
I drink it with regular water too, and people look at me like I'm weird. I'm like, it just tastes like well water, and just uh, get yeah. drink off it. That works. Wait, wait, what's yours? Oh, for mixed drinks, yeah, um, seven and seven. Oh, that's not bad either. Or whiskey ginger ale too. I like a whiskey yeah. ginger ale. Whiskey ginger, I, I used to love whiskey gingers, but I'd wake up the next day with such fucking bad hangovers from the sugar. Dude, whiskey sours did that with me with the sugar. Because yeah. I remember going to a wedding once and getting whiskey sours only because of the movie Tommy Boy, played by actor Brian Dennehy, R.I.P. <laughs> he uh he like made a sale, which is so weird looking back at it. There's so many things in movies that you don't realize until you get older that are like a weird plot point. Why is he making a deal at his own wedding? Like he's like literally closing business at his wedding. <laughs> like at the receptionist, he makes a sale, you know, and then he turns to Chris Farley and says, it whiskey sours in and I could still sell the son of a bitch. Damn, I'm good, you know? <laughs> and I remember being like a kid going, whiskey sour, that sounds cool. Like I was like 12, not even. Yeah. Right? Tommy Boy came out, I was like probably like nine, I think. Anyway, and then um, when I got up to be like a, going to like a wedding, I think I was underage. I'm like, but I was old enough where I could drink at the wedding where no one really gave a fuck. Uh, like, I'll do whiskey sours because if there is an adult who gives a fuck, I'll say it's Mountain Dew. Um, What's the sour in it? Is it just it's just sour mix? Sour mix, okay. It's sour mix that you'd put into like any margarita, basically yeah. same type of mix. Uh, and they're they're delicious. They taste awesome, but the, the sugary hangover the next day is brutal. Especially now that I'm fucking forty three, I can't. I don't want any hangovers. No. Yeah, dude, hangovers suck as you get older. Um, they've always been bad for me. Though. I've been weak like that. I'll admit it. All right, your favorite drunk food? Uh, I, drunk go, I go tacos tacos yeah just because it's, i know it's open late it's meat it's cheese if you want it <laughs> and it's just easy to comes on its own little plate eat the plate and you're good to go that's awesome man um i'm a big fan of that too i you were just in la i think the best fucking tacos are in la although i don't like that they don't naturally put cheese on them you have to ask i guess it's a midwest thing we put cheese on everything yeah normal tacos are just cilantro and onion that's it yeah street style well, we here in the Midwest made them better. Oh, no, we. All right, historic person. There's one like famous person. They don't have to be like, whenever I say historic, it makes it seem like a politician or something. But right. famous dead person that you could get drunk with. Famous dead person. Hmm. Why can't Tough I think one, of man. That's a loaded question. I can't think of a single dead person. <laughs> Dude, people either get this one right away. Or they, right, they, they sit there and thought about it. I would love to fucking have a drink with Kennedy, like JFK. Yeah, I think that would be, I, you'd, you'd get into some shit. <laughs> you'd learn some secrets. <laughs> Possibility of hitting Marilyn Monroe. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's some good. Dude, he'd be a good one. Yeah. Women I loved think, him. I think that would be, yeah. I mean, so like, there's women around. Um, perfect wingman, I'm sure. Like, Dudes wanted to be him back then, man. Never had a hair out of place. Very dapper. He was the ma- uh, the whole Mad Men look was JFK. Yeah. You know, so guy smoked cigars. Probably had some really good pills. He was a pill popper because he had all sorts of back problems from. Yeah, uh, dude, that was he, had, he, he had access to shit. A lot of money. Rich family. He could probably kill someone, get away with it. <laughs> like his, didn't his uncle do that? No. His brother, his Chappaquiddick was the name of the Chappaquiddick. That's what it was. They was like, yeah. drove her off a bridge and just went, <laughs> went home or something. Oh, man. <laughs> Why are we laughing? That's like a horrible thing to do. But you know what, man? His brother was just assassinated. His dad had died. Like, he was a mess. The guy was yeah, a, dude, a lot of shit. I'm, you know, he'd be like, hey, both of my brothers were assassinated. Actually, his, his oldest brother, Joe Kennedy uh, Jr., you know, the father was Joe Kennedy, uh, but 
he died in World War II in like a secret mission. He was the one that everyone in the family was like, he'll be the politician because JFK, he wanted to be a writer. He just wanted to be like, be a, like he was like obsessed with like all those, um, like, you know, Jack Frost and shit like that. Yeah. Um, so he just wanted to be a writer. And then when the older one died in World War II, the father was like, nope, you're going to be a politician and just kind of forced it on him. Yeah, that's why he was a good speech giver because he like knew the the cadence and he he co-wrote the speeches with uh, Ted Sorensen. Anyway, I'm getting boring with history here. All right, that's a good one though. I like that. JFK is one of the better ones. I don't think anyone said a JFK, which is surprising. Get a lot of comedians on here, so I get a lot of Chris Farley's and whatnot. All right, Abby, one more segment, my man. All right, and then we could plug uh, your stuff and tell people where to listen to your podcast and uh, what they should uh, follow you on and all that stuff. All right, dude, I've been doing a thing. It's a good old fashioned game of fuck Mary kill. American classic, as we all know, all right. and I do it differently. I, I reach into my old DVD bin. You know, everyone's streaming things now, so I don't really watch DVDs anymore. So I got them in a big bin. Get some duds. I won't lie to you. Some, some <laughs> weird choices. Um, a, a lot of you know, a lot of white guys movies, and um, I'm gonna reach in, pull them out, and based on who stars in these movies are gonna be your choices. So I'm gonna choose three movies. Here we go, picking the all first. Cool. All right, let's see. Ooh, Dark Knight Rises. Uh, is that the third one? That's the third one. So, okay. I'll let, I'll pick the female lead for you, but you might have to bang a dude. We're not we're cool about that stuff here. Yeah, I know yeah, you're yeah. a straight man, but we're adults. Yeah, Christian Bale's good. You might be able to get it. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, all right, well, let's see here. I'm going off the back cover cuz the front cover just is Batman. So, on the back cover there's four pictures. Pick a number between 1 through 4 and that's who I'll pick for you. Uh, 3. 3 is Tom Hardy. One would have been, um, what's her face? Who's pretty, pretty hot Anne Hathaway, but you're not getting Anne Hathaway. You're getting Tom Hardy, Tom Hardy. Okay. Yeah. You fucked up, buddy. All right. Reaching in up. Oh, I've done this movie before, but we'll do it again. Cause there's a lot of people on the cover pitch. Perfect. Okay. You ever seen it? Yeah. Dude. Great flick. Right. My All right. Man. We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven women on the front. So pick a number between one through seven. Uh, five. Ooh, five is actually Anna Kendrick. Okay. One, two, three, four, five. So you got Tom Hardy, Anna Kendrick, and then reaching in one more. It's like stuck to another thing. This is Friends with Benefits with Justin Timberlake and Mila Kunis. Oh. So. Okay. Hmm. You know what? You I don't want you to have two guys. <laughs> you can't. It doesn't matter. But for, for fun, pick Mila Kunis because I'm curious what you think. Okay. All right, so you got Mila Kunis, Anna Kendrick, short women. I feel like I feel like they're both about five two, five three. Yeah, the tiny little women. Even Tom, Tom Hardy's a tiny dude. I think Tom Hardy's a tiny dude too. Yeah, I mean he got Jack for the movie, but I don't think he's a very tall guy. No. While you think of that, I'm gonna look up his height actually, because it's gonna drive me nuts. So I'm going. Uh, I'm gonna marry Mila Kunis. Fuck That's Tom Hardy, <laughs> and then kill Anna Kendrick. Why are you killing Anna Kendrick? <laughs> I just think it'd be funny. It's just the uh, I don't know her teeth bother me sometimes. Why, dude? <laughs> I don't know. There's something about her. You know, she's got the voice of an angel, man. You know, she has no she has no lips. She's got no upper lip. All right, hold on a second. Let me let me look closer. You gotta get a good picture of her. She's a lot of teeth. She's been chosen before on this. She's got lips, they're just not they're not like full full. Right. I no whatever. She can die. All right, fine, man. You're you're killing Anna Kendrick. Right, I cool. got I've been thinking of one. I got three for you. Oh, no one spun it my way before. Let's end yeah. like this. It'd be fun. It's not, it's not actors. I mean, they are actors. So it's uh, Flo from Progressive. 
Okay. The Toyota lady. Okay. And the AT and T woman. The AT and T woman with the with the. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I feel bad doing that because she had a whole post about hey, leave me alone about them, you know, because people right. are being. People no, are being like, like, her backside yeah. is pretty good too, though. <laughs> yeah, no, she's very attractive, and she yeah. seems to be a really great human being. I got to emphasize that in case any of her people come across this. I'm not <laughs> being a bad guy. I've heard wonderful things about her. But we're playing fuck Mary Kill, so there we go. All Let's right, this is this was pretty easy, man. Um, right. I'm killing Flo. Okay, <laughs> absolutely killing her, and and I I don't hate her. I think you know there's some some commercials she's very good in, but I'm gonna kill her. Maybe she gave herself her own sitcom for the most part for the last ten years. She's yeah. been kind of acting in her own minute long sitcoms, and she. She's got to be making a ton. She's at least a millionaire off flow. It's crazy. He's easily at least a millionaire, man. Yeah. I, I, I've known some friends who've done like national commercials, and uh, they've told me that people who do like national commercial campaigns, yeah. where you're like the person for a long stretch. A mutual friend of ours was like the person of a, of a product, and, um, and she did pretty well off of it. Yeah. So. Um, sure, I, so that's what I'm saying. Flow got that progressive money. Dude, we're talking <laughs> tens of millions for flow. Yeah. I'm not kidding. So, because of how long she's been doing it, yeah, man, a long time. So, now you have me rethinking a little bit, but I really like the Toyota woman because I've seen her in episodes of shows, she's been in some stuff. Really, you know what? I'm marrying the ATT girl, okay? That's yeah. a solid choice. She looks like she'd be a great wife, yeah. yeah. I am going to, mm, I'm going to bang the Toyota woman <laughs> because I can also, as the wife, I can have sex with the ATT woman too. So, yeah, sex both ways, right. And then I think I'm gonna I'm think I'm gonna kill Flo. I don't okay. know why. Um because I don't like the name Flo. That is a terrible name. You're all right. I'm just not a fan of it. I can't see myself being married to someone where I have to go, Flo. <laughs> Flo, hey. Do you, I was like, what is Flo for short? But it's Florence, ain't it? I think so. But still, yeah. you're like, Flo, did you give the dog medicine? I just don't like yelling Flo. And yeah. then when you're banging someone, you're not gonna be like, oh Flo. It's a weird <laughs> rhyme. Oh Flo. See the, see the Florence like a rapper or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. But I've, honestly, though, how often do you say the person's name when you make love? You really don't. No. No. Don't, That's a I weird TV show movie thing. I can't remember the last time I've said my girlfriend's name, like, while talking to her or calling for her. Yeah. It just doesn't happen that no. often. I like those ones, though, man. Is that one you've been doing with other people? Like, in, No, in it's just, I've, I've watched, watched TV one day, and I was like, it was the three girls that popped up. I was like, we should do a fuck, Mary kill with these people. I was going to do it on online. But I didn't want to put "fuck Mary Kill" because it might be sexist. So they I don't think. Get... I think people understand that game. It's like a fun game, you know. Yeah, I don't know nowadays. But like, what That's... do you mean? She's not an object. <laughs> I know. See, this is though. We can end it on this too. This is gonna be the final. This is like our Jerry Springles, Jerry Springer's final word segment. I've there, there's a whole back and forth in like the comedy community, and I feel like it's between like the alt, um, like the alt scene and like the club scene of that divide of comedy. And there's so many more little factions in, of both that go in between. And there are people who do both sides and whatever, or some people just want to perform it and we don't give a fuck, you know? Yeah. But I've, I've noticed, and it's with like, I guess woke and maybe not so woke um, where the woke people will say, there's not like, it's not a t- hard time to be a comedian. And if you think it's a hard time being a comedian because you don't get to say horrible words anymore, but look, obviously you shouldn't say these bad words. We're talking about like, you know, gay slur or any like slurs towards any racial or, you know, yeah. groups of people or, you know, stuff like that. We, everyone's in agreement on that, but it is still, 
you, I don't think anybody could, di- if you disagree that it's not a weird time to do stand up, you're not paying attention. Here's how I know it's a weird time to do stand up. This is obviously before COVID. Every set, not every set, but maybe a handful of sets a week. Say I'm doing six shows in a week. At least after three of those shows, regular audience people will come up to me and say, Hey, is it weird doing stand up? It's like, it's a hard time to do stand up, right? Because people are like so uptight. If regular people are aware of that, then it's a fucking thing. It's one hundred percent a thing. Yeah, if it's not within the community, strictly within the community, and other outsiders know, then yeah, it's a thing that people are aware of. People come up to you too, right after shows, being like, "Hey, is it weird now doing stand up with with stuff?" Yeah, they're like, "Oh, you got to be afraid." I'm like, "I can't. I'm not afraid because I can just say I can throw out the Latino card." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, he can say anything." Yeah, <laughs> and then it's like, see, it's a hard time for a white dude to do comedy. It is, you know, I like that Tim Dillon dude a lot. I, you know, I, I met him way back when, and you know, um, I think he's fucking hilarious. Yeah, and um, and really respect the hell out of what he's doing. But he's got the gay card. He's gay. Right. So sometimes he posts stuff where I'm like, if you were a straight dude, I think his fans would like it. But I feel like the people, like as an industry as a whole, would not be as warm or receptive to him. But also, the, about the good thing, the good thing about him is that you don't you don't think gay right away. You don't. No, it's nothing to do with his act. Yeah, right. You think a big dude, like loud Jersey or Long Island, wherever the fuck he's from, Island, think, and it's right. funny. And then he kids you with like, "Oh, I'm gay." Like, almost like Bill Cruz. Like, remember Bill Cruz? Love he, Bill Cruz. He would he would tell his jokes, and then like later on, like throughout the set, he would reveal that he was gay. And I've only seen that backfire on him one time, and that was at uh, the <laughs> that room on the South Side at Watch that Mikey O used to do. And all those drunk Mexicans are like, wait, what, what, what? Yeah. <laughs> they, just, they were just not having it. <laughs> like they tuned him out the minute he said he was gay. It's like, nah, bro, we ain't, we ain't like that down here. But I think if you're funny, that kind of like, <clears throat> I, I don't even know if it's, I think it's only a hard time for if you suck at it and you can't work your way out of it. Yeah, like, no, I agree. Say something like how the, like you, that one time at the Laugh Factory and we, the, we did that show and that lady wouldn't shut the fuck up. But she was the only one that was bothered it, bothered by it, and she didn't give you a chance to work your way out of it. You know what I'm saying? No, so yeah. That's that's the part where it's weird, where people are just like not giving you a chance to like, hey, I'm gonna bring this around. Just fucking. I know that's that's what I mean. That's where I think it's tough, and I haven't dealt with that too many times, fortunately. But when it happens, it's like it's like big. It's like yeah. a, it's big when it happens, and it feels big. Um, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast. Or I think I have. Abby's referencing to when Laugh Factory, this is maybe one of the last weekends, um, comedy was still going down. Um, I remember I did four shows that weekend yeah. at Laugh Factory. And I did the joke for three out of the four. And I'd been doing the joke. It's actually on my last album. And, you know, I had one other time where the joke had a problem. And that was in LA when I first touched on the joke. I'd even, I then put the joke on a shelf because it had like an issue. Actually, yeah, no. You didn't, you didn't get a chance to work it out, to work, to work your way back to making a valid point like yes i actually i let me take that back a little bit when i first did the joke i was doing it at the long beach laugh factory which was a very diverse room then i did it in an alt show in la where the room wasn't diverse which always cracked me up about alt shows yeah the lineup's diverse but the audience is all white people who fucking <laughs> like the same things hang out the same places look the same you know yeah. you're in a sea of flannels no women shave their armpits like that crew you know <laughs> And so no diversity really. And I got some shit for it. And then it kind of made me gun shy about the joke for a stretch. Then I brought it back. And again, it's, it's killed most places. What was funny about that night was 
one woman hated it and she was a black woman. I think because the she, other white lady. Was, I thought she was white too, but then people oh, were okay. like, but all the other there was the whole the crowd was very diverse that night, and the other black people were like, fuck her. We thought it was great. Right. And Corey um Bell, who's the best, and everyone else on the show were like, Yeah, Joe's not racist. She was just there, like Corey said it best. She's like, This is a person who went to a comedy show by themselves on a Friday fucking night and was just waiting to be upset, looking for it. And you presented the best opportunity, looking the way you look, and then bringing up race. Because yep. I guarantee as soon as I brought Bryce, she was like, all right, here we go. Let, let's see if I can yeah. stop on this guy. And, and she did. And that's what sucked was it was my last joke. And I didn't want to go long because I was in the middle. And, you know, it was a whole thing where I'm like, I can't I can't just end my set because you told me to shut the fuck up. That well, I will not allow. Because then you're going to lose. <laughs> the best part was you told her to shut the fuck up. And basically got everyone back on your side. Like, yeah, fuck you, lady. Like, just let us enjoy this. Whatever. It was fucking great. Yeah, thanks, buddy. But I yeah, that's it. the I thing. I agree with you. If you're, it's if you're a good yeah. comic, this is still it's still a great time to be a comedian. But yeah. there are going to be weird moments where th- th- that is a thing. I just wish people would try not to deny that. Like when people say cancel culture isn't real, then why do people say hashtag cancel this person? It's right. something. You, yeah. It might not have the effect you want it to have, but it is a thing. But you know? now the, the only problem is like when you try to cancel somebody for something that you're like that you should get over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like there's there's things that like, man, that's fucking that's crazy that this person did it. Then there's other things where you're like, that's what you're reaching for. Like now we're we're gonna cancel this because of a bad Facebook status. And now you gotta go back through every other time and it's like, all right, this is dumb. Like you're you're wasting your energy and my energy on me having to defend myself for this thing. Yeah, but I always want people to think to themselves, is this a bad person or do they have a bad moment? Because that's right. a huge difference. We all yeah. have bad moments as people. Right. And with the whole cancel culture thing, when people say it's not real, what they're saying is they didn't truly get canceled because they're still making a living. And I'm like, well, do you want them to be in jail the rest of their life? I mean, obviously, if it's someone who committed a real crime, that's you're not canceling them. They should be convicted. That's right. what the yeah. fucking phrase should be. My you know? uh, my problem with the cancel culture thing is like you don't also you cancel them, but you give them no path to redemption. Yeah. So the minute now they're just labeled as that one thing because you decided that. And it's like, no, this person has it like let them prove they can come back and be in good graces and like that they were just they, they had a moment that they were a dick or whatever the fuck it was. And then but now that you cancel them, they're supposed to be dead to everybody forever. Like that's so dumb to me because it's like I got family members that have stolen shit from me. I still talk to them. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I should have canceled them out of my life, but no, they got some good qualities. They just stole something, you know? Like, yeah. I mean, is this, is it someone like, oh, this 23 year old baseball player had a bunch of stupid tweets when they were 14? Okay. Like, look, they could work their way back from that. Obviously, if they're a murderer or rapist, there's no redemption. Fuck them. They should go in jail. Harvey Weinstein should rot in prison. No shit. Get rid of this person. You're on video beating a woman, then yes. Yeah. Canceled you. Yeah. You know, you, you have to find another line of work. You can't be a baseball player. Yes. You, you were 14 years old and you said faggot. All right. Like, <laughs> he's, yeah. does he still think that way? Did he, did he start hanging out with gay people and now he doesn't think that way? You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, was he just saying it because, you know, when we were kids, you'd say that word if someone like was shitty at Mario Kart, you didn't think yeah. that meant they like dudes. Then you got well, older and you realize oh. <laughs> yeah. you, you get older and you realize why that could be offensive towards someone and then yeah. you, you get beyond that, right? Like I'm not saying it. 
Like, I don't want anyone canceling Abby five years from now when they hear him say that word on my podcast. He was quoting a 14-year-old everybody. Right. Don't fuck him up. Yeah. And it's like, now, do you know my history? Do you, have you seen like how I act with people? If find someone else that has something bad to say about me or any group of people that has something, something bad to say about this person still, then okay. Then maybe they can't be redeemed or saved. But I think the fact that you cancel them and leave no room for them to come back is that's beyond that's dumb to me that's not even human nature that's yeah fucking weird that's just like that's internet culture where it's like delete gone forever like that's the mentality yeah i'm not a fan of that i'm not either there is that internet culture there there's like so much so many things that are great about the internet but there is its own little culture its own little world where um it lacks empathy and it's funny because they yeah. don't realize that these i right. feel like a lot of people these are people who preach we need more empathy like, cause they think empathy is like, we need housing for the homeless, which is, yes, that is empathy, but you also need empathy for people who maybe they made a mistake or think about their circumstance. No one ever thinks about those, that person's circumstances. Right. Like maybe there's a lawnmower episode, the you episode where it showed that that person got their ass kicked every fucking day. Their mom would put cigarettes out on them and stuff like that. Maybe that's why he thinks women are sluts. Like maybe that's why he said something. <laughs> yeah, you, gotta, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, you gotta look at the person. You can't just look at that one action because that one action is not defined. Now, if it's a series of actions, then yes, Ted Bundy is not a good dude towards women. <laughs> yeah, because don't you believe in rehabilitation? Don't you believe we could rehab some people and and turn them into better people and be like, yeah. hey, listen. And it's like I, it's all through exposure. Anybody that like if they're 14 years old and they have a racist tweet is because maybe their dad or whoever says something racist, and that's who the people that are around. Then they get older and move out of that small town that they're in, and they realize that oh, I was wrong. They just didn't think to go back and delete a tweet from fucking 12 years ago. Yeah. But now that person is still that, you know what I'm saying? You're still counting that person. Like, did you grow in that in those years? Then why wouldn't that person? You know what I'm saying? It's exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's so weird. I remember like Tulsi Gabber when she was like 21, 22, said a bunch of had said some anti-gay stuff. And in these these past primaries, people were so like like coming out against her. And I'm like, you're the same people who were going Yas Queen to Hillary. And she had these views up until 2013. Tulsi at least changed her mind in 2007. You, you know, you were like, it's it just, it's strange to me sometimes who you choose to forgive and who you choose don't do, not to forgive. And, and that's, where, that's where the whole thing for me is just, it doesn't, I don't care because it's how fickle it is that it's like, okay, you can't even justify half the shit you do. So why would I even care? Like that yeah. you're trying to cancel such and such. Like, I don't give a fuck. I've gotten better about that too. It's like, why take criticism from someone you wouldn't want advice from? Like just little yeah. stuff like that. that just kind yeah. of help you just kind of block out all that kind of noise and stuff like yeah. that. I just want people to have fun and get along and kind of like, you know, I'm still optimistic about the future in a lot of ways. I definitely um, have kind of given I, up I, on some aspect of society though, too. Yeah. I think, I think it's going to be a lot closer to what we were used to than we think is going to be like, yeah, there'll be some changes, but we'll definitely still have that freedom to fuck around. And not yeah. much. Well, it's as big as the internet's been and, and as great as the internet's been for connecting people, it still feels like it's also great at dividing people. Well, <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah. But it also feels instead of making the world feel bigger, to me, it's made the world feel smaller in a sense, because what happens is people find other like-minded people and they just build a bigger community but if you're staying within your four little walls that you've created for yourself you're not getting other opinions coming in i saw someone tweet something recently where it's like um something like 
some weird thing where I'm like, okay, you've never traveled outside of San Francisco or New York or LA where the fuck you live. Because it was something about like trans people, you know, and obviously we've said great things about trans people on this show already, but it was like, um, you all need more trans people in your life. And in my brain, I'm like, how many trans people do you think there are? I like Googled (laughs) it and they estimate like 900,000 in America. I'm like, where, you know what I mean? Like I think a lot of people on who are active in these bubbles on like Twitter, especially they have no idea what the rest of the country acts like and looks like and uh, for better or for worse. But like, like in Iowa, Iowa is 97% white. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, when someone, like they need more black people. There. I'm like, well, yeah, they do. But I mean, I don't know if they like, it's like I'm not a, saying they don't or they do. But my point is when someone says like, do these people not know any black people? They say that like, come on. No, they really don't though. Cause they're they live within thousands of miles, you know? Yeah. Like comics said, have only worked the city. Then they go out into like a three hours outside of Chicago and they bomb and they say, those people are dumb. Like, no, you talked about the subway. Yeah. <laughs> You talk about parking, you know what I'm saying? You talk about the random talk about Wilson for 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you can't, if you, you know, if you can't relate to them, then that's a, that's a you thing. Like you just haven't got, you haven't expanded your reach. Exactly. And I, I think a lot more people need to fucking just get outside their little bubbles and just like realize that there's other shit out there. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. That's a great way to end this podcast. Abby, dude, that. thank you so much for joining. Tell people where they can find your stuff. Uh, find me on Instagram, Abby Sanchez Comedies, right there on my screen. And uh, YouTube is Abby Sanchez. Just find me. And then, uh, shit, hopefully that HBO thing comes out. I'm going to come back on and plug it. Hell yeah, you will, dude, for sure. Yeah, I'll have yeah. you on, man. Hell yeah, dude. Okay. Again, again, congratulations, everyone. Abby Sanchez, HBO Latino Comedy Competition Number champion. Number one in the world, baby. <laughs> Number one, baby. Number one Latinx comic in the world. <laughs> All right, dude, you're the best, man. I'll talk okay. to you soon. Later.